Guess who just motherfucking came to you in your ear? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, how are you? How you been? It's your boy, Osni, the host of the Daily Time Ticket, coming back at you. Today, we're actually going to come out with two episodes. So today is June 29th. Oh, the best. June 29th. Holy crap. Ladies and gentlemen, we are, I think we're past the halfway point, right? Because July is 7. Man. Well, I hope you guys are enjoying. The summer, the summer is, is, is the summer to do new things. Try out new experiences. If you're, if you're questioning your sexuality, shit. Try to switch the teams. Let's see what happens. Party. We're playing now. You're, you're alive. You're here. You're having a great time. And you're listening to the Daily Time Ticket. Today's guest. I can't say her real name. Because she is an OnlyFans model. Uh, Brits Ritz Hime. I know Hime stands for princess in Japanese. Brits Ritz is part of the part of the whole thing. So if if you get this is more for guys, I guess goes to that's why I said the earlier part. Cause it, hey, some of you ladies you get a little freaky. You want some you want some female female type of action, I guess. Maybe not action, but you want to see a naked female. This she, Brits Ritz Hime has <laughs> has that to offer. She has she's an OnlyFans, but not only that. She is also a student at Idaho State University, and she is studying to become a teacher. She's. We didn't talk about this stuff. We talked. We didn't talk about a lot of stuff. We talked about a lot of stuff. But we didn't talk about some other stuff. But just as a quick little sidebar, she has this. Uh, the reason I brought her on is because she has this. Uh, she's gonna go to Japan, and she's gonna teach, which is apparently a thing that happens to a lot of teachers. The, the Japan just exports a lot of English teachers from the states and takes them to. Japan to teach the students how to speak English and she's doing that but we didn't get into that so just you know letting y'all know uh conversation went everywhere and that's how I like these podcasts to be and I hope you guys enjoy this one but before I start the podcast let me tell you about my sponsors Ooh, oh you want to know about the sponsors everybody wants to know about the sponsors okay who are we sponsored by today i'll tell you what we're sponsored by today today we're sponsored by alejo a1 investments that's right alejo a1 investments if you have a property you're trying to get rid of you're trying to buy a property he's getting into selling properties now alejo a1 investments ran by a good friend of mine alex Aroa. and hit him up hit him up on his instagram i've always said it wrong on here i keep saying el jefe underscore alex or El Jefe Dash Alex. Give me one second. Let me look this up on my phone real quick. L. It's El Jefe, E-L-H-E-F-E underscore Alex. A-L-E-X. So hit him up. Hit his line on Instagram and get it going. We're also brought to you by Station Square, where I do all my recording. Oh! What do we do when we're recording at Station Square? Station Square has this dope-ass recording studio available for rent to anybody. Anybody in the continuous United States, even if you're not in the United States, you can come use this if you want. I don't know why you want. But if you want to come use this, you can record podcasts. They got video editing equipment. They got video recording equipment. It's awesome. John and Lisa are some of the best people I've, I've, I've come, to, come to meet. And I think if, you are, if you're interested at all in multimedia, Great place to come and just learn and also kind of get around the equipment. Uh, I've, I've been very fortunate with the podcasting stuff that it's very simple for me and I've been able to figure it out. But they have taught me 
a lot of stuff about the equipment also. So they've added to my knowledge. So come on down. Also, we're also brought to you by, I know we're about to buy a third one. Station Squared Bar. It's not a bar. It's actually called Crafted. And I've, I forgot the name, but Crafted Brewing. Okay. Crafted. It's, it's a sick little, so stations, I'm going to give you the, just the background of station square, right? Station square is where the old ticketing office for the railroads used to be when people used to ride trains everywhere. Station square is where you would get your tickets and crafted is where the ticketing office used to be the ticketing booth. Because before, if you wanted to go somewhere to buy your ticket, Blah, 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 you know, you get your ticket, get on a train, and you're off. But they turned that ticketing booth into a little bit of a convenience store. So there's beer, there's, there's, there's fresh beverages, there's muffins, there's snacks, Italian sodas. And every single day after 5 o'clock, it's happy hour. So you get some, some, you get some pretty good deals on the drinks. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm welcome to the very beautiful... Brits, Ritz, here. Well, there's no, there's no, there's no great way to start a podcast other than saying hello, Miss Parker. How are you? How Good. you doing? Hello. <laughs> you been, you been okay? You been, you live a crazy life. Okay, yeah. I feel I feel like you live a crazy. I've only known you for a couple of weeks now, yeah. and this is actually something I've always wanted to do on the podcast. I've always wanted to meet somebody off of Tinder and then bring him on to the podcast, so I could they could be like, "All right, what was your reaction?" Or like, "How do you feel about this stuff?" I want to know. A first of all, I think we should talk about just how today's climate is in dating. Is that like the main way to a lot of people meet other people is through apps? Like that's gotta it, it's it's so weird to me. I think so. Yes, I have to agree that <clears throat> online dating has become very popular. Um, but you you have to put a disclaimer to me because I'm I'm not a Tinder person. Um, I only download it, and this sounds like way above, and I guys get really angry about it when I bring it up. But I want to be forward and honest as the person I am, and um. I basically have to put a disclaimer on my Tinder or online profiles because I only downloaded them to get that promoting, to get that audience. Yeah. And so, um, like I said, a lot of guys get angry at me about it because they're like, I want to take you out. I want to go on a date. And I'm like, yeah, that all sounds great until you throw me in your trunk. Like, <laughs> Isn't that kind of terrifying that that can just happen? Well, I think there's an audience to Tinder, such as on the girl and boy perspective, mm -hmm. meaning that there are... I'm assuming are... you have both filters on, oh, so yeah. you can have boys and girls. Of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, because I'm, me, myself, I'm very open to whatever sexuality, it's not a problem, mm -hmm. but um, I made a Tinder and all these things because I was only promoting myself, but I thought just as you doing this podcast, there has to be some cool people out there. And I'm going to have to say, I agree with that. There is some really cool people I've met and through OnlyFans too. Um, and it is a very supportive community. I'm going to have to agree with that. Um, there's guys that, for instance, you know, sign up for my private snap and it's mm -hmm. only $15. But the other day I had a guy sign up and he pitched $50 and he was like, just for the support or whatever. 
and you can make like really funny jokes and stuff to like tip your tip your dick in inches and (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious (laughs) one guy actually said tip me ten dollars and he was like you know do a dick rating or whatever and he was like yeah i tipped you 10 because that's the inches and i'm like dude you have a monster dick i would not touch that (laughs) oh my god I mean, the amount of unsolicited dick pictures oh my God. that and I don't must even ask come for them. your way has to be astronomical. I think it's the most dicks I've ever seen my entire life <laughs> in one month. You have to remember, I started my OF in this whole advertising like less than three weeks ago. Yeah. So it's and around it's the same already, time. And in, and in, that, in that time, did your, how, how, how would you gauge your audience growth? Well... The weird thing is that OF has its own percentage as far as um, where, where you're sitting. Like views. And, yeah. yeah. And so there's even statistics and graphs and everything on the website. And within the three weeks, I had reached from beginning to now I think I'm at the top 8% of people. In? In OF. Yeah. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I got I, a superstar on the podcast. That's what you're telling me. You're telling me I got, I got a, a widely recognized person on this podcast. Not yet. I'm hoping. But, um, yeah, I don't know how they do those numbers, though, because it happened so fast. I was thinking maybe there isn't a lot of people on the platform yet. See, so this is, I, I kind of, it's not an OnlyFans-esque, right? So this is this is how I do my podcast and it's it's through this app and this app gets everything and then it gives you my estimated audience unique listens that's the last seven days how many people have come in then it gives you how many episodes and how many listens per episode then it tells you what apps they get you on and then where your main audience is at Mm. but like and then i wonder is it something like this yeah kind of yeah where it just shows you all those statistics yeah what's going on Mm -hmm. that's sick yeah i think so too it shows that <laughs> horniness goes around the world. It's uh, everywhere. And all these is it all is it all dudes? Like, uh, what is the funniest? I I I bet you have had some like amazing, just game thrown at you. I wanted. I wanna. I think you're the perfect person to have on to give an instructor led course on <laughs> how to approach somebody via dms or via the internet because in this in this new age listen you got to get with the times so and that's a whole new part of me as well is that i'm not a very active online person at all and um i've actually just switched that up to speak with my fans mm-hmm. um actually make an effort but then I get the in-betweens where they're like, what's this about? Oh, cool, I'm interested. And then they drop out, but they want to send me dick pics. So there's people <laughs> that I, you know, I was hoping that, was that Snapchat good. would help you star people that you want to talk to. Like, for mm. instance, the people that have paid and gotten to my private, I wish that I could put like a little symbol or star indicating that these people are I want to speak to. But because it doesn't do that, I'm... Fishing through snaps and snaps. Well, I mean, can't you snaps. can't you change the way you see their name in your app? I never thought about that. See, so I'm you, such a person. So if you look person. at their name, you can just put uh, you can yourself put that in there. You know. Yeah, like um, buyer number one. <laughs> buyer Buy, number yeah, two. just have them have them rank by numbers. Don't like even know their names. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I picking today? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. It just for for me, you know. 
I I don't want to I, I don't want to bag on that on that because I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. I, I'll be I'll be up straight. I'll be upfront. I don't understand the medium. I don't I can't understand the thought behind a guy that would be like would want to do that. But if I were to switch my perspective, and I, I love doing this and just putting myself in other people's shoes, I can see why they would want to do that, right? Because it is a different connection that they're building with somebody, somebody they've never met. It's that That's what is that trips me up in the first stage, is that it's somebody you've never met in person before. So, so and that's the weirdest thing. I'm going to be, like, all of the guys that have added me from Tinder or those um, places, and that's why I had to go back and put a disclaimer, was because not only were they upset that I wouldn't date them, but I wouldn't need them. And all of the guys have wanted to meet. All of them. Mm-hmm. And I have to, like, copy and paste this paragraph because I hate retyping it out. Saying, like, hey, I'm not meeting anyone right now for my own safety. I am flashing my tits on the internet. And <laughs> that kind of, but I'm not meeting you in person, bro. Yeah, there's a, there's not, a difference. It warrants, like, an immediate boundary break. Like... They think because I'm sexualizing myself and putting myself out there mm-hmm. on a, a money-based platform that they can treat me like that, too. So it's like, oh, you must be a hoe. Let's meet up. Let's let's slam one out. Like, mm-hmm. and Let's slam like, one out. Literally. I've heard that. I've heard that one before. That's a new one. <laughs> and um, I get really weirded out because typically I don't meet people um, unless they are have something going for them or they have something that would be interesting to be a part of. Other than that, you know, they waste my time because... <laughs> They're like, let's go get McDonald's and then go to a shitty motel. And then, bam, that's it. Then we'll never talk to each other and again. And or just the way that they will approach me and talk to me from there on out. You know? Mm-hmm. They're... So like, aggressive? Uh, some of them, yeah. Um, a lot of them are understanding. I haven't, got, I haven't had to get real serious with any of them because I just delete them. I'm like, shut up, dickhead, and delete them. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the easiest thing, right? Yeah, so, like, if a, if somebody's asking me a bunch of questions or, like, angry about the whole Tinder thing, I don't answer because that's not a conversation I want to engage in. And it sounds really selfish, but you have to, like, categorize who is worth, you know. Who's worth your mental time. Yeah, literally. It's, it, you, like, even, also, you're also, you all, you go to school, right? Yeah. And, uh allocating your mental time and just your your brain wavelengths to certain issues it's it's very critical especially when you're in college because your brain is used so much it's it's so much reading it's so much studying it's so much learning bullshit that you have to regurgitate back on yeah and it stresses you out so i mean some things are going to take a back seat for sure and People online is one of those things that has to definitely take a backseat. You know, it's a weird concept to me that I think about all the time regarding online status is that just because I'm instantaneously available to chat doesn't mean that my life instantaneously goes to your request. Meaning that people online message you and they and you know you read it but you don't have time in that moment because perhaps your kid dropped a bowl cereal and you're like oh i gotta take care of this and that person is like oh so i you're ghosting me or oh like so i'm not worth a reply you know people get so mad being left on scene but i'm like why is that a problem you know 
you should separate online world and your real life world and understand that they're separated and I'm not available when you want me to be. I'm available when I choose to be. Mm -hmm. And people don't get that concept with the whole online world. It's because everything has been made so readily available that in, in, in today's, uh, what's the word, kind of economy of online yeah. It's it's always instant gratification, right? And you get you get you need to look up a fact or you want to know. Well, it's almost who like played the rewiring the beverage. brain. It is, yeah. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. Do you know do you know like uh they found out that this motion triggers happiness? So the my nephew swiping up motion. My two year old nephew is obsessed with mom's phone, right? Yeah, of course. And All kids are. Yeah. Like, way too early. He's not even... I know. Yet. It's kind of <laughs> scary that they're all little kids, bro. They all love fucking phones. He was scrolling Facebook. He was doing that and doing yeah. it. And I was, like, you know, shocked because I was, like, holy cow, not even a two-year-old is scrolling Facebook. Yeah. It blew my mind. <laughs> Dude, and have you ever been on just, like, Instagram Reels or TikTok? I don't know if you I use any of those. I try not to spend too much time on them. So here's the thing, right? That that motion, the swiping up motion, mm-hmm. you can lose track of time so fast. And it's it's these seven second, 10 second, maybe 15 second at the longest videos. And you're like, okay, all right. And you just keep going. Have you heard about the science behind why or you know, why they keep scrolling? Have you ever, like... Uh, I haven't, no. Watched The Social Dilemma? I or... have watched The Social... Oh, this shit scared me, bro. I don't like it. It's terrifying. It's so scary because it rings way too close to so, home. I'm not terrified of it because I've had this crazy hunch for a long time. That's What's your hunch? Tell me your hunch. It, I want to know. Well, exactly that, that... Um, we're, con- we're not living a free life. We're not in any sort of... Uh, own self mental capacity we are living third party you know kind of outer body experience through all these influencers that don't live realistic lives and so these people want to live these unrealistic lives and they never find themselves and it's like a self self identity crisis i think you know um you've been through i've been through it through our teenage years growing up with all this media I have definitely hit my lowest lows, you know, because I can't quite compare to those people. I can't quite ever get there. I'm just a small fry, right? Yeah. Do you remember that phase of trying to find out just what your style or what you were about was? Man. Yeah. So in high school, actually, I was a scene weenie. A what? Like an emo scene weenie person. I've never heard scene weenie before. I know what emo is. I've yeah. never heard of scene weenie. Well, it's just a term, but <laughs> I was basically emo scene in high school. You were the, you were the you were the all kids. Yeah, listening well, to Pierce the Veil. Kind of not really. It was my own Mars weird Volta. class. Your I, own weird class. Yeah, my own weird class of more of a weeb now. Yes, what a weeb is. I was now. a weeb then too, though. <laughs> Weebs are taking over, yes, <laughs> and the we, are. weebs are. It's cool to be a weeb now. When I was in high school, it wasn't cool to like anime. But now it is. I grew up in, you know, Sun Valley mm-hmm. or Ke- or Haley, Idaho, but I just say the Magic Valley. And no one there liked anime. It Dude. was either skiing, outdoor, biking. Like, it was competition. It was get stuff done. And here is me and my twin watching anime at night. Sitting in front yeah. of Cartoon Network <laughs> adult, you know. Yeah, the adult swim because that's yeah. when they passed Dragon Ball Z. And Inuyasha. 
I think they passed uh, Samurai Shampoo, too. That one, too, yeah. Or Kenshin or whatever. Oh, yeah, Samurai Kenshin. X yeah, I know what we talked about. So we would literally strive for That was our happy place. That was the happy times. Yep. When you got to watch anime. Yep. I would always derive power from anime because I, I did sports, and I would always, you would see the, the anime character... I mean, it's for guy animes. It's always the dude powering up, just yelling, so, trying to get more power. I'm trying to remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh yeah, the UFC fighter. That Israel. Yeah. Asanya. Yeah, Izzy. He loves Naruto, and he always does the the demon summoning before he fights as like a. He also did the Death Note. Really? Yeah, he wrote in the death note. He's yeah. like, I already wrote my death note, bro. You're done. You're done, so <laughs> I'm gonna take you out. I'm gonna take your soul that night. And I think that a lot of people appreciate his character because of that. You know, they, they he definitely like, has a large uh, online following because of it. Yeah. And I mean, I me being a huge fan of Israel of of just the UFC in general and anime, that dude was it, he's something I haven't seen ever in the sport of mixed martial arts and he can fuck people up too he like that dude's a he's a menace he yeah. the way he touches people and they just go to sleep it's yeah. it's awesome it's it's, it's he's touched the energy yeah dude it, <laughs> he, he he's hit that weird uh soft spot yeah. so back to only fans speaking of mma yeah. there's uh so there was this other guy his name is diego sanchez uh he used to be an mma fighter and he had an only fans too really yeah but his OnlyFans, he would uh, teach um, martial arts instructionals, and he would have uh, jujitsu things. That's what he said he would have. Well, so that's the thing. That's the thing about OnlyFans that people misconcept is that it's not only for sexual like meaning. It's people go on there to sell what they are good at. For instance, he's good at martial arts, so he wouldn't. You know, he wants to make profit off of it, and he's a good MMA fighter. Um, so he went to the platform to make money. He went to the platform to um, show his skill and provide it to people that actually want to pay for it. And mm -hmm. I think that's really smart because he could go to YouTube, but he could also have the risk of being demonetized for whatever reason. It's so crazy these days. You could say... Yeah, YouTube is kind of... I've heard the algorithm is very weird. Yeah, like um, I watched this Tarantula Keeper, right? Uh, the other day, he was giving an ant species name, and it had Negro in it. They demonetized both his videos. Because <laughs> he said black in Spanish? Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's kind of... I know. It's kind of scary. Not only <laughs> that, the governor of Idaho has also take da, uh, taken out racism theory criticism in, from the curriculum. And I think I'm very angry about that because... Um, racism criticism? Yeah, so it's like race theory or race criticism. You study uh, literature with it, or and it's a it's a lens that you could study things from, with the pinpoint of racism. So you're learning about racism in literature is my specialty, um, or racism lens with anything really online blogs, blah blah blah, whatever. Mm -hmm. You pick it apart and you understand it. So having this view in on and talking about racism to me is very important and so what the governor of idaho has done is strip that out of the curriculum so he says no we're not going to teach our students about racism theory mm -hmm. and that blew my mind because seems dangerous 
it is a dangerous topic, but so is religion and so is war. And Very true. So I, I still think that the reason why people are struggling with, you know, BLM or, you know, these things are arising um, is because we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And in some books I was reading, especially, uh, specifically one called Nurture Shock, they talk about how talking about racism with your children is really important. And I think that a lot of people go hush-hush, you know, sh- no, like, you know, he's just a different skin color, or, you know, it's very vague explanations to their children. But then, you know, they're more influenced by their peers than they are their, their parents, but their parents never have influenced them about that topic or mm-hmm. talked about it. So it's really important. It's swept under the rug yeah. a lot of the times. Yeah, um, because it almost seems like taboo to talk about or it's mm-hmm. unjust or, you know, it's sinful or whatever people have re- some. But there's some families that do grow up fully racist. Yes, <laughs> and you know what those people are. I mean, they have a certain brashness about them also, and th- they'll say it to your face that they are racist. I mean, well, there's closet racism. They don't have to well. say it to your face before you figure it out, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can you can just kind of tell, you know. It's it's a certain it's a certain aura or a certain energy that somebody brings around you. I've a lot of people that I I've I've encountered I have definitely encountered racism in my life and Me I mean, too. I've been very fortunate enough to to What is your background? I'm Mexican. Really? I'm Mexican as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm white as fuck. I'm going to what the wall away. Central Mexican. Getting flesh from all this beer. All this beer. Yeah. <laughs> Got a couple of couple of cervezas. I don't have any any uh any domestics from Mexico, but you know, Coors mm-hmm. Light. Coors Light will always do. Where's the lime, man? <laughs> Dude, have you ever had Bush Light with lime? No, man. I Bush Light is gross. Listen. <laughs> Listen, let me just let me, let me just turn you over to the to the light side real quick, all right? Bush lattes. You put a lime in that hoe, that is some that tastes like Sprite, but it's alcoholic. You can convince my brother-in-law, but I'm kind of skeptical. Do you know where you stand? You have your lines drawn. Yeah, I don't drink bitch beer, man. What are you talking about? Bush Light <laughs> is not a bitch beer. Listen, ciders, bitch beers, uh, Mike's hard, anything that's a seltzer. Get out of here with that. I will drink any beer, except I won't enjoy IPAs as much. I, I can't I can't get behind it. I've tried so many times, and I have a theory for it, is that I've made myself drink light beers for so long. I've drank, I, I'll drink, I drink Bush Light for the longest time, just because I was like, I want this to be the beer that I drink. And I drank <laughs> Pabst. When I, all through college, I drank Pabst, and then I was like, this is the beer I'm gonna. This is like the one I want to have in pictures. You know, this is the one I want. People be like, "Nah, bad. You gotta, yeah, drink this beer, right?" And I think my taste buds have gotten so used to drinking shitty beer that when I have beer that's supposed to have a like a full flavor profile, that my taste buds are like, "Bro, we're not, it's we're kinda, not doing this." It's kind of like those retired people coming in and smoking the first joint of the best weed they've ever smoked you know yes yeah exactly it's the same thing i can't handle this shit man if because weed now is it it is a a monster they're they're abominations because they they do cross straining and they have like well this plant has an 85 percent thc and then this plant has a thousand percent and it's just when people smoke it it's just like all right well that's 
clearly in a Frankenstein of a plant that you just cultivated, and people are used to sticks and stems, mm -hmm. and now yeah. you put them on this thing, and yeah. you're sending them up to Jupiter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, another interesting thing about me is I have been a part of a grow operation, too. And I won't get too much into it, but <laughs> I have, I will give away a secret tip, though. Uh, what we did do, we grow a strain called white rhino, which is very popular. And we would put molasses in the soil um, to sweeten the bud. And so it worked what? out. Yeah, and it smelled really good. So that's something that we did to, like, formulate a natural form of sweetness. You don't say. Yeah. Man, you learn something new every day. Tell yeah. that that's. I I knew a couple of guys when I was going through through college that they were part. Did you go to college here? I did go. I went to ISU. Nice. I went to ISU for diesel. That's when I met these guys. The first that my first go around, not my second go around, but the first go around, I was they were it was these older guys, right? And they were like, "Yeah, dude, if you want a good way to make quick five thousand bucks in a weekend." Go up. We the, he's like he they, they used to go to Oregon or California. Oregon. I'm not gonna say their names, but they went up there and then all they would do was cut buds. Oh, and they would I've done package that a them. time or two. Yeah, yeah. So then they would they would put them in, and this was back when like you know everything was illegal. This was we're oh, talking yeah. we're talking about Bush days, Same. maybe some Clinton days. These guys were old as fuck. Oh, like, yeah. These guys are really old. And uh, they, they were like, yeah, man, if you want to do it. I was like, I think it's legal in all those states now. So yeah. <laughs> I don't think Except they're going to pay Idaho, the same. Dude, Montana just got legal. Yeah. Montana. Except for Idaho. Literally every single state yeah. around Idaho and guess is what? legal. Idaho is not budging still. Mm -mm. Nope. They're like, nope. I don't, I don't, they're like, I fuck think you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> I thought, I for sure thought that Idaho being Utah's little brother was going to. Do whatever Utah did. All right, hey Utah, you want to do this? All right, cool. Utah passed medical. I was so happy. I was like, dude, hell yeah, medical's getting passed. I'm gonna get a car right away. Here we go. And no, man, Idaho has they're sticking to their guns. Yeah, yeah. Did you grow up here in Idaho? I grew up in Blackfoot. Yeah. yeah. So you understand how Idaho works. It's yeah, I know how Idaho like works. Like the weather. Mm -hmm. So unpredictable. Very unpredictable. <laughs> yeah. Hot, cold, hot, cold. Yeah, dude. I, I don't... Idaho is a great state. I have to agree with that. It's a, it's an awesome state. I love it here. There's a reason there's so many people flocking here. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, but... Uh, How do you feel about that? I love it. I fucking hate it. I know. Everybody, everybody's... Everybody, all these people, they're always saying, I hate all these people coming in, and like they're, they're ruining the place, but I think if those people treat idaho how everybody else is treated idaho and they see the beauty that idaho has to offer that i don't know why more people is a bad thing i think so, you just have more people here. from haley on a perspective from a smaller town mm -hmm. it's booming oh and yeah fuck yeah dude that entire little valley there the problem with it is that there are people coming with their politics and they're changing everything oh, yeah and that gets hard to watch and see as somebody that grew up there because not only are you getting, like, this whole cultural change of people, but you're also getting, like, rules or laws or things implemented or yada, 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 or we're going to outbuy this field even though it's been a, I don't know, it's just a lot of things changing. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of the reason why I got out, not only for, like, 
my life changing, but for school and just seeing and adventuring, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if I'd move back there. That's the problem. So I, I've heard that argument plenty of times is that the people moving in are bringing their politics and then that, that, that that's going to change all of Idaho. And I, I, I don't think that's true. I think I think there definitely is a lot of people coming in, and I think a lot of those people might bring different uh, opinions, different diverse, you know, just di- different looks at, of, at at certain problems. Yeah. Like when when they come in with farming issues or canal issues, they'll be like, "Well, we've seen this before, and we can we can give th- different opinions." But I think most of the people that are flocking here, it's people from Texas, people from California, people from Oregon, Washington, surrounding states. And a lot of those people are, they're fleeing those politics, the politics that got those states in so much trouble. And I think they're, they're coming here because those politics aren't there. That's, my, that's the way I see it. No, it's true. They are leaving because they're unhappy with how things are being, you know, ran or ran. whatever, or the tax situation. Like, I know in Oregon you don't get taxed on groceries and stuff but you get hella tax out of house property you can also smoke meth in oregon which is <laughs> which is crazy I know that. <laughs> yeah. everything is legal with, i've never fucked with meth so dude everything is legal in oregon I i've know. never never done meth but i mean if you want to do it why not yeah go up there well i actually have i was just gonna get to that one of my older sisters she's done meth and she <laughs> she's like you gotta try it a time or two it's not bad and she's not a meth head or anything she's a really successful business she tries it you know ah, why not let's do this you yeah. know you blow it up and that's what she says she's like oh you just gotta try it once or twice it's not as bad as you think it is but you know it's not something to be addicted on I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are very addicted to it. Well, that's their personality. You've seen, you've seen those. You've seen those those advertisements of fucking people. They had beat the shit out of their mom or something just to get money meth, for yes. more meth, and then they go up meth not even once, <laughs> and it just blows an it up. Idaho thing, man. Dude, those scared the shit out of me. And I was like, I'm never doing that. I'm meth not gonna is lie, like the meth. kid picking his face and shit. And things and stuff just starts falling yeah, apart. Man, yeah. yeah, it's terrifying. I'm not gonna do anything. And then I would always watch. Uh, I would. Wa- I, I was a weird kid, and I was watch. I would watch um, like, uh, like degradation videos. People were like, oh, this is him one month on meth. And oh they, yeah. They follow him, and then I've a done that a time of, or two. And then you're just like, man, this. This is a thing. This happens. Why do people do this? And you like they like show people making the meth and stuff. And then I watch Breaking That's a Bad. Rabbit hole, man. Yeah, it's man. You just hole. you just you go so deep into this world of of drugs, and then you yeah. start learning about cartels, and then it gets even scarier. Because you think it doesn't exist, right? But then it does. Oh, it exists. It exists so. It's it's a, right across the street. There's so many. I've I've met so many people, and they have this naive view that things don't happen like they happen. But there, it's. I gotta. I just gotta say. I want to say this right now. I want to put this. Put the put a disclaimer on this podcast. We, we speak truth. We speak the truth on the daily time ticket. All right. But the what happens is, people turn a blind eye to super obvious things that they don't want to believe is happening, but mm-hmm. they definitely are happening. Yeah, just like the whole sex trafficking thing. That is, that that in itself, I've only recently gotten in, kind of started slowly digging into this. Uh, a girl I know, um, she goes to ISU, she's like a social worker. She's going to become a social worker, and then she just kind of 
she she gave me the nuggets of the like she's like all right well if you want to if you want to go into this you know here's where you should start out and i i i dug i dug kind of deep and man Pornhub is terrifying now. I'd like all really? all all sexual like porn sites are fucking a little sketch, bro. Really? They're sketch cuz like how do you know those those girls are doing that shit willingly? Really? You yeah. Know that way you get that gut feeling? I get that gut feeling. Oh my god. Now I'm all like self-conscious about going to those sites. I'm like, man. So, that's another thing why? I get a lot is how old are you? Cuz I look really young, right? Yeah, you look at least, I mean, I would say at least 18. Okay, yeah. Right? I wouldn't yeah, say no, you're, no, no. I wouldn't say you're still in high school. But they still ask. And, um. So how old are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's such a weird question. Kind of. I mean, why are you asking it, you know? Yeah. Like, why are you at, or why are you questioning my age? That's what, that's what freaks me out about it. But, no, I'm turning 28 at the end of next month. I'll be in Vegas for my birthday. And the Grand Canyon. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Fuck I'm gonna yeah. be taking some topless selfies on Vegas is Grand Canyon in Vegas. My sister said she helped me when I'm, I'm gonna go with her and we're gonna have a blast. Topless Grand Canyon pics? Dude. Fuck yeah. I've seen so many pictures of that. I wanna do that. But I <laughs> I, I can't do that. Because <laughs> I don't Why? I don't have anything to show. Oh my gosh. I mean just rip your shirt off and flash yeah, they're <laughs> So, it's all hairy and shit. <laughs> so unattractive. I know. Um, I guess I guess the guy equivalent is like is just flashing your dick out to stuff. No, no, because I'm. You guys can't. Look, all right, but guys don't have boobs. It's okay. just it's well, it's a simple are way fact. Too oversexual because we both have nipples and then they're in the same. We do both have nipples. They're the same. And okay, I've got so I I listened to this fitness guy for all my workouts and. Uh, he has he has this thing. He said he was, it was a chest workout, and I <laughs> I uh, I gravitated towards his message. He goes, "You're not you don't have a fully developed chest unless you grab it, and your thirteen year old self would pop a stiffy." Oh my god! That's the only time you can say you have a good chest. And then I like <laughs> grab my chest, and I was like, "I'm like, I mean, stiffy. we got a little we got a little ways to go." <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, no, to me, like. Whether I have boobs or not or whatever, to me, I feel the same as you. Mm-hmm. Like, it should just be natural. Free the nipple. Yeah. Free the nipple. Oh, my God, movement. you wouldn't believe this. That's so funny because I know exactly what you're talking about. Because Yeah, it's a, it's a movement. movement, dude. Yes, I posted that on my Facebook some years ago. My mom remarried a, a Mormon guy with a Mormon family. Mm. Oh. And <laughs> I posted the free nipple movement, and the wife messaged me and was like, how dare you? you you're sinful. You're dirty. I'm going to... How my sons delete you? How dare you? Like, went off on me. Damn. And I was like, free the nipple. <laughs> free the nip, dude. Free the nip. Yeah, I was like, it is weird, but it's like, because a boob is just a sack of fat. It's bro. a sack of fat. Yeah, yeah, it's a sack of fat. What's so sexy about that? Tell me. I know. I'm not. A, I'm not 100 sure because it is, and like some sacks of fat are big, and I guess they produce milk. But apparently, if you if you were to like. Stroke your nipple enough as a man. I mean, if anybody's got the time, go ahead. But if you were to do it enough enough times, men can also lactate. Really? Yes. See, we're not so different after we're all. We're not so different. And I don't think boobs or nudity or anything like that should be over-sexualized. I think that, for some reason, I feel like a lot of men don't get, like, don't get, you know? They just don't get the get. The what, do you, what do you think would happen? <laughs> what do you think would happen if... If just tomorrow, 
Or if there was just a holiday where, where all of society for the, for the entire day, you have to live your entire, just a normal routine, but everybody's naked. So whenever, what do you think would happen? <laughs> yeah, so many things. There's so <laughs> many avenues. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the worst question to ask me because I'm not a one thinker person. I will think multiple routes and mm-hmm. that is a multiple route question. I don't know. Um, but I will love it because every moment I'm home alone, I'm naked (laughs) because I mean, I live alone. I have a man that comes sees me every night off. I don't even want to get into that. It's so crazy. Anyways. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. We'll move on. (laughs) What do you think would happen in the world of politics? I think some things would fucking change. We would have some quick turnaround real quick. And that scares me, though, because politics is a really big driving force for their audience. Like, mm-hmm. the politic world takes over almost all media now, yeah. um, including Facebook, because if you remember during COVID, Ugh, they tough. sent out those, you know, time. yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't get on. I'm trying to wean myself off of social media. Yeah. Slowly That's but surely. That's a really healthy mindset. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, the only reason I'm trying to be on is that I'll, I'll put stuff up for the podcast. That's uh, the only reason I want to be see, on. See, I'm only on for my family. See? I'm not. <laughs> but, I mean, there's certain reasons that keep you on these platforms. And I don't want to... I don't want to be on the on the on on Instagram, and I don't want to be scrolling on it for fucking eight hours a day and just fucking. You know, there's people off. that do that. There is people that do that, Mostly dude. Mostly younger generations. So my brother was telling me yesterday. Oh, this man. this How guy, old is he? my brother is. Is he young? No, he's like twenty seven. Oh okay. Twenty seven. Yeah, I think he's like twenty seven. But he showed me. He he was like, yeah. So I went to school with this guy. He said my brother's a very woke person, but like he he's not. He wouldn't think he was woke because he's very quiet. But he he was like, yeah. So there's this guy, and he. He, he had a kid recently. He never posted on Facebook at all, ever. Then he had a kid. And then you get that that like spike, right? You get 200 for likes. For the kid? Yeah, for the kid. And then you get... Oh, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Nice father. job, bro. Way to go. Awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't know if he's shitty, but like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's kind of assuming, all right? Um, Don't even know the guy. Yeah. But <laughs> well, I can see like most scenarios of girlfriends I know that are single moms because they have a shitty whatever so because they cheat on them. Special or, other... Man, yeah. that's another conversation avenue we can go down. Well, that's why I, w- I so made many that remark. Single moms. I know so many like, single moms. I do. Hey, I know, hey, that's a that's an avenue though. Like, if you're a single mom, I'm just saying it's so popular. There's these a reason days. I hit, there's a reason I hit the gym. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love single moms. I think it's more like a mental capacity. Like, once you have a kid, um, it takes real mental strength. To handle that situation. I think you just change as a person. Not everybody. Not even, not, I mean, physically and mentally. I think you're, the, the female body goes through just oh, all yeah. fucking metamorphosis yeah. of bullshit. And I mean, I'm not a scientist and I'm, yeah. I'm not a to doctor. To be honest, I'm terrified of ever giving birth to a child. In fact, my friend. You poop out a person, dude. How terrifying is that? It, it comes no, like, out of you. Your vagina goes from this. That, ex- yes, to that. 
That's so scary. Yeah, uh, yeah. To me, it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a real thing. It, that yeah, happens. it fucking happens. Yeah, and so, but I have a friend today that just let me know she's gonna be adopting somebody, and I'm like, oh, congrats, dude, because I've always considered adopting. I think that's the way to go. Well, you know? considering I don't want to like ruin my body and go through all that, um, and maybe not ruin my body, but like I. Right now, there's no point for me to think about that because, first of all, I'm not in any sort of, like, stability relationship and I'm not in any, like, financial stability. And I want my kid to have the best world, right? Mm-hmm. The best world. I can't provide that right now, right? So yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't think about having a kid. And most people should, but they don't think about that. They don't care. And especially, like, young females, you have an opportunity to reach out to resources that would provide free birth control and these girls just don't they just don't Mm -hmm. and i don't understand why i've been on birth control since high school and it's been free the my entire life because i have reached out i have done the links i've had you know tried at least tried to get that resource and it's worked out like you wouldn't believe how many times i've reached out to the community and or like uh, resources that were able to help me and have gotten help it's incredible and um, it just takes five minutes to apply yourself and people don't take that five minutes and so especially now yeah you want i mean a five minute application for some people seems like an eternity yeah like just recently uh so i got like six grand in scholarships for next semester Ooh. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Because nice I went on and applied for scholarships. Um, I got free internet coming July and August because I applied to an emergency uh, funding COVID relief thing. Yeah. What? And then I had a com- like a charity pay three plus over $300 towards my power bill this winter. What? Yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I literally just like call around, I reach out, and I get help. And... A lot of people don't do that. So, like, me as a person, I'm suggesting it works. Reach out. Use your resources. Research. And you are well on your way. And that's, I think that's what stumps everybody is they just don't apply themselves because they don't think it's worth it. It's true. It's worth it. It's totally worth it. We need to put a pin in this conversation. And we're back. <laughs> just like that. You know? Yo, yo. Nice and easy. <laughs> Through the magic of editing, I take a piss. <laughs> Just like that. So, uh, we were talking about people going out and searching for help, right? Yes. And how a lot of people are proud. They're very proud. A lot of guys are very proud. And I know some females are also. I've known some girls just headstrong. I can keep do it. I can ahead. do it. Yeah. You know? I'm gonna, I'm Thomas gonna, I know the what train. I want to do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking choo-choo and just going ahead. Yeah. But that, that, that's, that mentality is such a detriment to a lot of people. And... Uh, just like reaching out for help itself has become kind of almost frowned upon, don't you think? Um, kind of. I. The but it's getting better. It is getting better. Um, because of course, right now, like everyone's through a crisis, so everyone's just willing to pitch in a hand. Yeah. Which has really come around, and I think it's cool that it kind of came around in the weirdest times of our lives. But <laughs> I've never experienced a year like this. Yeah, no one has. It's for the history it's weird. books. Yeah, this, for this sure. is going in. Have you thought about that? Like, 
Yeah. This is going to go in the books, and you're going to be old one day, and you'll be like, yeah, that was a weird time. <laughs> oh, man, I bet you they're going to over-exaggerate a lot of it. But then again, like, I wasn't the forefront. Neither do I know anyone around me that had died from COVID or gotten... I know a couple friends that got really sick. Did you get it? Did you get no. it? Mm-hmm. You never got it. Nope, but I'm fully vaccinated, so... That's kind of a relief, but the vaccine... Johnson & Johnson or... Pfizer. Pfizer! <laughs> you Pfizer. Yeah, but it was... It, the reactions were weird. I don't know how to describe what do you mean? it. Um, Just your reactions to the vaccine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for instance, this has nothing to do with the vaccine, but my older sister, I'm going to Boise next weekend. Not this upcoming week, the next. And it, I'm going to go hold her hand because she got... Her first COVID shot and whatever material was in the COVID shot immediately put her into a mm, allergic reaction. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to scientifically say that, but there's a word uh, where she started seizuring. And whoa! But she 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 has had this. She have a history of epilepsy. Yes. Well, not epilepsy, but history of being allergic to items that have put her through a seizure. Oh, okay. So I'm going to go there and hold her hand and stay with her for the night. So if she does end up seizuring or and or having not very good time, I could help her out. And so, um, yeah, I know. Fucking heart of gold. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm driving three and a half hours to go stay a night. to, But I'm doing this for a reason. We're going to Vegas at the end of the month for my birthday, right? And Woo! she hasn't got her Vegas. second COVID vaccine. So we can't go clubbing. I was like, fuck that bitch. I'm coming to hold your hand. You're going to get your fucking second <laughs> you're getting, You're getting and it done. And we're going to go clubbing. <laughs> part two. You got, you got to do part two next time. It's a lot easier when someone's there. Exactly. And her, her boyfriend's in the military now at boot camp. Mm-hmm. So she... Marines? Uh, Army? Air Force? Navy? I don't remember. Probably... I don't remember. I don't Air wanna, Force or I don't want to go, like, too off of off topic yeah, yeah. here. But uh, are, you, are you at all familiar with, like... Aliens and stuff. You like? I fucking love aliens, bro. Like aliens and stuff. <laughs> okay, so I don't know if I don't know if you've been keeping up with it recently, but there's a you know what you know what um, submerged unidentified objects are. They come out of the water. I have not heard of that, but I'm guessing it's true. <clears throat> so so here's the thing, okay? As of so once the first COVID package got released, the the whole that was a big bill that got passed and there were and then they in that bill they said you the the pentagon has to release everything they know about ufos i don't know if you know about this but that it's was, starting that was, to come out so they put in and then they said six months after this bill is passed you guys have to release everything you know you know when the six month mark is this month fucking tomorrow dude oh it's releasing tomorrow yes oh. so they're gonna release some shit tomorrow there send was, me a link <laughs> there was a video there was a video i saw like a couple of days ago and it was this so it was these air these air force pilots and they were being followed by like these like three other orbs wow what do you i don't and they just they're they're too fast they don't there's no communications on them and then they just disappear and then they reappear Have and then you they disappear the documentary on bob lazar the bob lazar one dude, fuck yeah i've seen that bob that lazar blew one my dude mind. i was like this guy's speaking truth. how does he know yeah. you know like he knows the security guards he knows like the out the outlay of the fucking building and he tells information that can be undeniable like for instance the quantum physics he was studying yeah like you don't just make that up you don't even understand it if it were just made up 
you know exactly you have to have a fundamental knowledge of what is happening on there yeah have you heard about like do you remember what what the science what was going on like it was like a self it's like a magnetic force. yeah like a field and uh-huh. it was like a self-propelled engine yeah and he was like i had no idea what it was like bro. all just by magnetic field yeah man it's so fucking cool yeah like what it, the future the is so small the future is so fucking i am so excited me too for the future you know i always had this running joke in my life that if the aliens come i'd say come take me so I'd rather be he- there with you than here in this shithole. Here and here, here. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so hey, I'm willing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing. If you want to, uh, do you have you have you ever had any alien esque experiences that you can kinda, recall? Kind of. Oh dude. I mean. <laughs> I've had one. <laughs> <laughs> I've had more experiences with per se like poltergeist demon like. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> man! I love all that shit. I love anything paranormal, me anything too. a little macabre. Criminal. Oh, uh, criminals! Dude, give me the some. Box thinkers give me here. some Bundy. Give me some fucking yeah. Gein. All that shit. Yeah. On the way here, I was listening to a podcast about Joseph Mengele, the fucking the dark angel of death from the like the Soviet Union from like Auschwitz. Murdering. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was did all that shit. Yeah, I'm following a case right oh, now that they won't disclose or release because it has to do with underage girls. <coughs> but it was about two underage girls that had a day off from school because they canceled school for some reason and they went down this bridge with railroad tracks and at the end of the bridge there's no other return it's just bridge and then forest so the girls were like hanging out in the forest and the river having a good day or whatever but then i guess this guy started ambling down the tracks and um the girl had a hunch or something because she started recording him secretively on snapchat and then she started recording the the conversation but of course they won't release it so i have no clue what it says and then the girls end up being recent like well the the recent part comes up so these girls are murdered they won't oh yeah go ahead yeah yeah. um they won't disclose like how they were murdered and or if they were raped because they're underaged but they were murdered and they could never find the suspect but then they made a sketch of the guy because you know they kind of saw video of the snapchat and they have more view of the snapchat than, Mm. than anyone else and um made a sketch and then this guy ended up abducting a nine-year-old out of nowhere and that case moved fast it was like nine-year-old abducted red alert red alert right so they're able to track her down overnight and they found this little girl naked chained up in the basement of this man that matches the sketch of the two girls the 13 14 what and so this happened just like like a month ago or a few weeks ago and they are still doing the trial for it Depending if this, this guy is the guy. Really? Yeah. yeah. But they have him on video? Yeah. But they can't. It's it's He is wearing a cap. Oh. You can't really see his face. The girl's trying to be secretive, so it's not like a clear shot. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think that's what sealed the deal was that the girls couldn't get clear enough evidence to <clears throat> prosecute somebody. But now that they have a guy that has evidence against him nine-year-old chained up it is very probable that and the the sketch looks just like him. dude if you have a nine-year-old chained up mm-hmm. i mean you can go to jeff life right well, that's what floors me about these men is like they want to have sex with younger girls but 
what's the difference between younger girls and women? You know, like, why do you have to go to such a stint, extent to abduct, kidnap, rape, you know, possibly kill because and you Dude, that's to... just, that's a re, that's a wiring issue. But it issue. happens that's so That's a wiring often. issue. Well, I, I, I can't tell you what it... You think I fucking know what's going on in people's brains? There was a guy in Blackfoot, like, three weeks ago that got charged for having, like, 40, 36 different 14-year-old girls. <laughs> that, is, that is that is a problem. I will say that. There like, is some some tomfoolery about in uh, eastern Idaho about fucking... There is so many pedophiles. Man. They're, like, everywhere. Just they just uh, they they pop up like dandelions, and that's a worry. I worry for these girls because they grow up in this like fantasy land where their parents don't teach them. Sure, don't talk to strangers. Like people are fucking assholes. Yeah, that's why there's I, some cool people there. I want to. Okay, well, how would how would you go about and like sharing your knowledge of the world of people? Because you don't want to immediately shut down all aspirations that the world. That there are good things and that there's good people in this world, right? Because if you come out with them and go, hey, there's murderers, there's rapists, there's killers. I guess murders and killers are the same thing. But <laughs> but there's, there is awful people in this world. And you're going to scare that person to half to death and they're never going to want to go out. But Right? Y- well, yeah. I mean, I don't ever want to go out either. <laughs> <laughs> there's too much anime to watch. There's too many K-dramas that need watched. <laughs> K-dramas. <laughs> I've recently gone into K-dramas, so that's where uh, I'm at. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely surround yourself with the people you can trust. I've definitely been in situations where the people around you you can't trust. I think that life is, as you take it, I feel like I've come more wholesomely as myself the older I get. Mm-hmm. And as they say, like, as you age, wisdom comes with it. Kind of bullshit. I believe it. Um, I've definitely come around the block since I've moved to Pocatello. Again, you know, yeah. you just circle different blocks in your life. And um, what do you think is the most uh, important block you've circled? Which circle? Which, which block has taught you the most? Um, if you could give like a quick yeah uh, synopsis, I think like forgiveness. Forgiveness. Uh, yeah, learning how to not harbor very negative emotions even though it's so prevalent in your heart and it hurts but you know it's more important to be like this hurt hurting in my heart is hurting me every day and there's a certain point where you reach where you're like i don't want to hurt anymore and so you choose to just let it go you choose to um decide that that harm to yourself is not worth it and so I've done a lot of that. Um, I've had a very, like, long life of people hurting me. Um, I feel like everywhere I go, I just find people that hurt me. And I don't know how to, like, cipher those people out yet because I honestly come into every situation with a big heart uh, because everyone comes from different walks of life. Mm. And um, I don't get close to people, but I'm a very great listener. Um, But it's almost like they zone in on that vulnerability of me. I don't know how to describe it. It's just like they know that I'm a big, open-hearted person. Sharks smell blood. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like that. Mm -hmm. And so I've run into very many interesting people because of this. But I've done a lot of therapy, even recently, um, to rediscover what it means to have boundaries and what it means to 
have a voice in what it means to be a woman in society. And so with that self-discovery, uh, I've come to the conclusion that anything that makes me feel uncomfortable, unhappy, doesn't seem right, that my gut's telling me it doesn't seem right situations, I'm out. I don't stick by anymore. Mm-hmm. And I found that that has really helped me um, because I can thwack through the bullshit and get to where I want to be. Um, and unfortunately, like in my life, I found that a lot of people hinder me. Um, and I don't know why. I just don't think I found I have found the right crowd for me. So still working on that. It's hard knowing when people do hinder you. Right. Yeah, because you always want to have the best opportunity of them. Like, oh, you know, I tell myself, oh, this person's not doing this out of spite. They don't know what they're doing. That's just the moment, right? No, this person probably knows what they're doing, and they're doing it out of spite. Mm -hmm. But, see, I always want to turn the situation around like it's no big deal. Or, you know, they're just... But the real truth is I'm recognizing their behavior now. And their behavior is wrong. You start to see a pattern. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And, you know, if you're worth it to somebody, they'll show it. Mm-hmm. They'll do it. Um, I myself, in the 28 years I've been alive, have not found a significant person that has, like, brought positivity or support to my life. I've wasted a lot of time <laughs> <laughs> on the wrong people. Yeah. <laughs> But that's because I don't, I didn't know the art of letting go. (laughs) So just you saying this is uh, like the last two guests I've had have, uh, we've we've brought up the art of letting go. Really? It's it's, it's kind of freaking me out right now. (laughs) I'm feeling the vibes. Yeah, so we've we've brought up these these ideas of of letting go and how you should move ahead and, you know, like, uh, just look out for number one, and number one is you. And you you have to keep moving forward no matter what that means. And if it means letting people go that need to be let go of, let go of them. And a lot of things like that, of that nature, are so much easier said than done. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So much easier said than done. I have been through a lot of depression to the point where I almost took my own life. Um, Oh, my God. Yeah, I was very close. I OD'd and um, very close to, excuse me, (laughs) (laughs) to dying. And it was really, really strong that's where i come in with that spiritual side is because i had god or whatever spiritual person up there whatever doesn't offend you yeah whatever Whatever it is whatever spirituality it is it touched me and it touched me more than once (laughs) um and i think that was enough for it to tell me i'm worth it and not to feel these horrible feelings about myself i think that's the first i think if I were to break it down, the art of letting go, I think the f- the very first step is realizing what you're worth and knowing that you're a bad motherfucker is, <laughs> is like, key. Well, is just fucking pivotal in anything you endure. And that's what I feel like this whole social media thing comes into play is because you're so forgetting of yourself that you shadow out all of that importance because you're too focused on everyone else. It's very true. So um, that that's why it's hard for me to like completely engage online because it's not real for one to me. 
it's not real. It's a human behind the screen. I've gotten tons of bots too. But oh, I've gotten so many bots, man. I got a bot today. It was like, want to have uh, sex or something? And oh there was like God. four other people on that chat. I was like, man, what am I doing that these bots are sending me this stuff? Yeah, and it's not even real. Like if you send a picture back, it doesn't even go through. It's just, you're just sad yeah. <laughs> and then depressed. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And so, yeah, the journey, the I think the art of forgiving is really just understanding yourself and where your boundaries lie and what is important to you indefinitely because if you realize what you want and what you strive for and what your goals are, none of those other hiccups will really trip you but you're gonna stumble still if that makes sense but yeah. that stumble is not so much of a fall anymore you're not falling backwards no and you're just you're i think you when 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 you do those those stumbles or you you kind of you trip and you scuff your knee up yeah. you go all right well now i know so my and it's so much easier to get back up i'm just gonna say my man my man in my life right now is kind of like that he is the last hurdle of toxicity in my life that I see that I'm struggling with the most to let go of and I don't know why um I'm hurt every week <laughs> so it's, it's, <laughs> okay. that, it's I know it's just like that connection though it's like I'm like I said the art of letting go for me is the most dude difficult okay so I'll I'll put I'm a <clears throat> I'll put a a a, a What's a, what's the word called? It's not. It's a hypothetical in front, right? Say you you go you go you go. You think you have something with a person, right? You have this person, and you really you you think you love them. You think the love is there, there in somewhere, and then you. So many. I've heard so many stories that the person they they decide I'm gonna uproot my life and I'm gonna move where they are, and then that person once they're there for a while, they decide to up and leave. And that pain, that that feeling of betrayal, is something that it, if it was to be bottled and harnessed by supplement manufacturers, that would be the, all the pre workout you would ever need in your life because <laughs> that will make you into a bitter, bitter person, and it yeah. will make you cruel and angry, and you will fucking kill your workouts. But it's gonna make you so sour. I'm assuming that this happened to you, right? I'm not gonna say anything, man. We're just gonna keep walking down through this, all right? <laughs> um, yes. And it is those feelings that I try the most. My goal is not to have those feelings. Yeah, that's ideally that should be the main so, goal. At the moment, I'm still hiccuping over those feelings with this person, and so that's when I'm like realizing like this is a hiccup. This is a repeat, mm -hmm. and I don't want that repeat no more. Like, I don't want to feel this way anymore. It doesn't seem right, and it's not good. And that's when I'm realizing, like, myself, how unhappy I am, how how much I wish I wasn't existent in this relationship. But this person, for instance, he'll show up at my house. He'll just show up. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No forewarning or no, and that's how I can't get out of this is because it's like constant, like um, classic narcissist abusive relationship. You ever seen um, what's that movie with the evil ex boyfriends? <laughs> Scott Pilgrim. Well, the weird thing is he's a really great guy, right? 
Okay. But I don't know if he's, like, putting on a two-face. Like, I know who he really is. And he's not very nice to me. But, like, to everyone else, he's, like, a superstar. Yeah. And I think it's, like, that narcissistic ability to be the person you put out as. And not really... Like, for instance, we were sitting at the bar one time. And I blurted out that he had cheated on me. Oh! Before. Not just once. Many times. And, um, they were like, why are you with him? Why are you with him? And then the guy sitting next to us after he had stormed out, he got very upset. He was, like, very drunk, very upset. Um, the first thing he decided to do is drive his car, which is freaking retarded. But... Um, yeah, uh, the Daily Tantric is no advertiser of drink, drinking and driving. If you yeah. are drinking, uh, get, a, get a ride or an Uber, you know. I tell them all the time, I'm like, you dude, go. you live three blocks down the street. Wait till you get pulled over. <laughs> Fucking walk. Yeah. And then he's like, no, I, it's three, down, three blocks down a hill. I don't have to walk. I'm going to drive my car. I'm like, okay, wait till you hit a bicyclist and then tell me. Because he's actually gotten a DUI before. <laughs> Fuck cyclists. I'll, go, I'll say that for that story, first of all. Well, <laughs> Pieces just, of shit, all I just of them. Thinking about, I just think about the innocent. <laughs> like, yeah, um, yeah. obviously you shouldn't be driving if, 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 you, if you have a couple of, you know, a couple of beers. I agree, but this is not just a couple of beers a night. This is three mugs. There are three 64-ounce mugs a night. Woo. A night. Every night. I that's think a lot of beer. That's what I'm saying. Is like it's it, that's another problem that we talk about. But anyways, um, it's just uh, you know they they turn stuff around on you. Like that's what I'm struggling with right now in my life is understanding how to deal with a narcissist, and that's my last hurdle. And I cannot tell you like how much I am struggling with this to let go of this person because I understand who they are and how they act and how they behave towards my life mm-hmm. has nothing to do with me. That was the first barrier break with this person was it has nothing to do with me because he cheated on me because it was my fault. He cheated on me because you're never there. He cheated on me, you know, just bullshit. What is this? What is he? A, a fucking listen to future all day? Man, that, that is some like toxic this, boy that's right what there. I'm saying, <laughs> though, like, I know him as this person, but everyone else thinks he's a saint. Yeah. So as soon as I tarnish or ruin his image, he hates me. That's. I'm not. I, w- I don't want to say I'm a narcissist, but. I don't, I don't, I don't know any narcissist, but I think I, I can see the line of, of thought is that the person has, they have this um, <clears throat> this image that they've built up for everybody, and then they let they decide to let someone else in, and then they see the I feel like his punching dirty, bag. Oh, what? Like, like, the person he can poke and prod and know that he'll get a reaction out of. Oh, okay. Like, today, for instance, he told me, nobody likes you. <laughs> What, <laughs> dude? What are you? What the Nobody hell? Cares about you? <laughs> it's fucked up. That's a narcissistic personality. What does narcissistic mean? I think we need to get a fucking clear definition of this because I am not a smart individual. They only care for themselves, and their actions they do are neither right or wrong. They're always right. Narcissism. Yeah. You want to do narcissism? 
Not to be confused with egocentrism. Nar- this is from Wikipedia. Narcissism, the pursuit of gratification from vanity or egotistic admiration of one's ideal idealized self-image and attributes. The term originated <laughs> from Greek mythology where a young man named Narcissus fell in love with his own image and reflected in a pool. Oh, he, yeah, he drowned because he wanted to be next to his reflection. Hmm. I don't know if narcissism is the right word for it. Maybe. I'm not smart. Well, he definitely cares about his image. But anyways, I read this book recently called um, How to Be Toxic Person Proof. Sounds like a good book. It was. It, like, changed my... It was! was. (laughs) (laughs) Not gonna lie, I'm very enthusiastic about it. Yeah, it sounds like a great book. By who? By who? Do you know who it was by? Don't. How to Avoid a Toxic Person? Yeah. So, How to Become Toxic Person Proof. How to Become Toxic Person Proof. Yes. And it helped me um, understand, because a lot of my relationship with him was, like, Why? Why? Why did this happen? Why did he do that? Why did he make these choices, right? Yeah. This cleared up all of those whys for me. And it was more or less like clarifying that this person doesn't deserve my whys. Um, This person is just what it is. This person makes choices upon their own individualistic life regardless of who it hurts. It doesn't matter. They have a goal. They'll get it don't care about anyone else, it's what they want. And so, for instance, <laughs> he's put me through quite the freaking mind trip, but for instance, um, a big turn in our relationship was that he was watching gay porn and on Grindr, and I felt like I had the right to know why, because we're in a relationship, and I didn't care. I didn't care that he was maybe bisexual or gay or anything else, It was, you need to communicate this with me so I know what I'm getting myself into. And so it took three years, three years of me constantly calling him a faggot because when I'm upset, I know it's horrible. (laughs) You're about to get canceled, girl. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I, he like really put me through a mind trip, but basically he was like, that's not what, that's not what's happening. Uh, You're crazy. Uh, it's not real. I'm. Not, it's not like that. And then it came. And then it came out that he had a guy suck his dick, right? So I'm like, okay. He was like, I'm 17. That was that was 12 years ago, whatever. I mean, 20 years ago, whatever. I'm not gay. I'm like, oh, okay. But then it continued. Grinder. He would take dick pictures in my shower while I was sleeping in the room next to him. He would, yeah, do horrible things to me. I don't know if that's horrible. Like, you can, guys take deep pictures all the time. Well, no, you know, but just the fact that... Oh, and sending it to other people. Yeah, men, that, that would be weird. Like, other people, sure, I don't know if it's men or women, I don't really care. But then, so it was like three years of this manipulation of, no, I'm not gay, no, I'm not gay. I'm like, okay, if you're not gay, then why are you doing these things? Doesn't make sense. And then, as of like two weeks ago, he finally told me that he had a sexual relationship with a man for three years, and we've been dating on and off for six years. And I said, you know what? This is kind of those disclaimer things that you need to be tattooed to your forehead when you're going into a relationship. So I understand why you're on Grindr and why you're talking and watching game porn. Because I put a huge damper on my feminality. It put a huge damper. Why on your feminality? Because, like, I'm, if I'm a man, then would he like me more? Oh, okay. But that would that shouldn't put something on your own feminism um, because I feel like as a woman you ooze a certain f- 
uh, a certain allure to most people, and then if that is something that they're not attracted to, that's not that's something well, they're not attracted that's to. That's the weird thing is like I kind of felt like he was forcing himself, but when we would have sex sometimes, um, I feel like he would put a pillow divider between our heads so he wouldn't actually see my face, but just look at the ass. Yeah, and so anyways, this whole relationship's been a mind fuck. I cannot tell you how it has destroyed my mentality, emotional, physical. Um, and as of right now, that is my only hurdle to get over. I have been going to therapy. In fact, I considered doing a no contact order. Um, so he wouldn't show up at my house and demand his stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is like a tank top and some shorts, mind you. Like, Is it a cool tank top? Is it like Maybe. an Adidas tank top? Should I just give it to you? Is it a wife beater? If it's a wife beater, I don't want it. If it's like an Adidas tank top, I mean, I mean <laughs> I'm not opposed. I think it's, I don't know what it is, but it's a pretty cool tank, I think. Blue stripes. Right. <laughs> just take a picture of it. Yeah. <laughs> just take a picture real quick. I my, will, my man. See it. It's free for grab. I thought about it today. <laughs> you ever heard of this? When, when uh, I told this to a friend, so a friend had a really bad breakup, right? He had a girl... She left and and he was he was really broken up about it and he was like he was like dude I don't know I don't know what happened you know and I I did I did what I told myself I told him what I told myself I was like first of all okay realize that you're a bad motherfucker all right that person they didn't see the value in you all right so figure out your value and if you want to get over I did this and I think you should do this too and I told him write write a letter to that person write a letter everything you want to say to him. Everything you wish you would have said, what, what's wrong, all everything you want to get out, just write it and then burn it, and then burn whatever uh, whatever you have of them, and then just let it go. That's that's all you can so do. So that's a form of therapy that's becoming very popular. Um, Works for me. Forked wonders for me. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I'd look. I may look all fucked up, but I'm I'm pretty put together most of the time. Me too. I, mean, I have an OnlyFans, and <laughs> every I'm still once in a while, <laughs> you know, I just cry every once in a while. Maybe every 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 like two days, I cry. But you know, that's so, just that's for maintenance. You know? <laughs> yeah, it is for maintenance. I told I I was watching an anime last night. I don't know if you're familiar with Fruits Basket. I've heard of Fruits Basket, so but I haven't watched they it. They redid it. They redid it to a newer anime style. Mm-hmm. And I was bawling last night with the episode, man. I was like, why am I crying? <laughs> why am I crying right yeah. now? Fuck, so, you know the last show that made me cry is? What, what? Shit's Creek. You ever watch Shit's Creek? <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Dude, that show made me really? fucking cry. Yeah. So the, I don't, yeah, spoiler alert. There's a, there's an episode where David, have you seen it all? I don't want to spoil it for you. No, I probably won't watch it. Okay. So go ahead. So there's a he he gets he gets engaged right to another man, and then the man oh. buys him a house. Oh man! And they're like, "This is where we want to live." And he's like, "And he's they want to go back to New York because they come into all this money, and they're about to move back." For anybody that hasn't seen Shit's Creek, it's a great show, and I'm about to ruin the fucking ending for you. But here it goes. All right, so tune out now. So and they they get all this money, and they're about to move back, and then he's like. And then he's talking to Stevie, the girl at the, the front desk, and he's like, I'm, we're going to go back to New York. I don't know why he bought this house. She's like, why do you want to go back to New York? There's all these people that like, just want to impress, and there's like, why do you want to impress these people? And he's like, because I want to I want to validate myself in their eyes. I want to make sure that I'm good enough. And, dude, F, I'm fucking telling you right now, I had tears falling out of my eyes. My brother was, like, sitting across the couch from me, and he was – He's stone cold, right? Fucking stone cold killer. Just does not show any emotion. 
be- beautiful human being, but does not show emotion. And I was, I'm like trying not yeah. to cry. I'm like, oh man, don't make any noise. Don't make any it's noise. It's like that one movie where the vultures like, oh no, here comes the waterfall. Here comes the water. That's like what it was, dude. Cloudy with the chancing meatballs, where the dad's like, you get, or the cops like, you. Get yeah, you get back. It's enough to make a grown man cry, but not this man, and just way, sucks it back that's up. That's my favorite movie. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Yeah, dude. The second one or the first one? Both. Both. Yeah, only because they're science, humor, and it's just overall a great, great movie. Are you attracted to the lead character? No, I'm not attracted, nose. but I, I'm attracted to his idealism, like his, the way he operates, the way he sees that there's no barriers or impossibilities to try. How do you look at life, Brittany? How do you look at life? I think Why? I put it in a nutshell, right there. That guy and that dude, the dude from Ch- Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, is you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mad scientist mm. with a little dash of crazy, right? I think That's everybody's right. got a little dash of crazy. You need a little dash of crazy in your life. If you don't have a little dash of crazy, you mean you're living a boring life. I say that too. I'm like, and I'm not like I may seem normal, but I'm pretty weird. Like I love making raptor sounds, like. You know, like <laughs> I don't know if that was a raptor sound. Well, whatever it was. <laughs> well, rap, rap. I think like the Jurassic Park raptors are a little more. It's a little lower. They're like, you know? ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do this. <laughs> Jurassic Park is another one of my favorites too. So, like the original ones or, or the new ones. There's original, original. Yeah, the original, well, like the, the Steven Spielberg ones. ones. The new, the new ones are okay. With too, Chris Pratt. Oh, yeah, they're okay. Those are the new ones. Yeah. You'd be like a big dinosaur fan? Uh, I was a dinosaur fan. I'm not a dinosaur fan. It's just fucking cool. Because <laughs> of dinosaurs? And just like that, and I doubt that there'd be that dramatic. I heard that a T-Rex, like a scientist has come up that T-Rex, you can outrun it. You could outrun a T-Rex. What? Yeah, because they're just big, clumsy, slow Big old creatures. chickens. They're just chickens. Yeah. They're, like, oh, they're just chickens. Yep. <laughs> with sharp teeth. Uh-huh. So. I don't know if you can run it. Dude, T-Rex is supposed to be pretty fucking big. Well, they're big, but they move slow. Still. You think you can... Okay. No. Think about a big... I run out of oxygen. A big-ass elephant, going. all right? You got an elephant. Elephant's pretty fucking big, right? That motherfucker's gonna run me down. Even if... A 100-meter sprint, I really think an elephant's gonna beat me. It's true. I think so, too. How big are T-Rexes? They're like the size of a fucking, what, a building? Yeah. Maybe? I don't know. I'm not a, a paleontologist. No, they're pretty big. Those That raptor article, scene, though? I don't know. It was an article. That <laughs> raptor scene in Jurassic Park, though, when, like, the kids are they're hiding in the kitchen, and then the raptors, like, figure out how to yeah, open like, doors, you're like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> dude. They're too smart for me. Why? Yeah. <laughs> and all they are, they just, they figure that, or when they kill that dude in the beginning, he's like, clever girl. <laughs> and then bam, he gets, they just get. I think the mur- kids are stupid. Like, I would have just hopped inside of a little cub cabinet, just hid. That's what they did. No, they freaking hid around the corner. <laughs> I think one of them hides in a cabinet, though. Well, thank God. The other one's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> thank God. <laughs> he wouldn't hide in a cabinet. Let's Talk see. about the most powerful, the dude from The Fly. What is his name? Bloom. Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Dude. 
I'm not good with names. That's his. You know, Jeff Goldblum is. He breaks his arm, and he's got. He has that scene where like his hair, his like his chest is all hanging in out. Jurassic? And his, yeah, in Jurassic Park, his hair's all hanging out. He's all sweaty, and he's like, he looks sexy as hell, dude. Let me. You haven't seen this. You. Oh man, you you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park is one of the sexiest men. I'm gonna look up Jeff Goldblum sexy Jurassic Park. I don't know how to spell Jurassic. Right there. Look at that. That is a sex icon, dude. You kidding me? Right there. That's how many teenage women when this movie came out were just splooshing all over him. Probably. Yep. All of them. Yep. Every single last one yep. of them. Have you seen Jeff? Have you seen Jeff? <laughs> we should follow him. Well, you can't. No, yeah. They didn't have follow that Follow him on Instagram. <laughs> when did it start? When did it like... It was like 2005 when like Instagram and I think Facebook was first. The Facebook was first. Yeah. And then it just blew up from there. Yeah. Facebook owns a lot of these companies though. I remember when they bought Instagram and then they bought Vine. And then they told them you can't have all this huge income. Like you have to split it up. They told them that. Really? Yeah. Because they're like, that's too much of a powerhouse financially. You got to split it up. Because you, you'd own the world at that point. They literally have a monopoly on our phones, Facebook. Even That's even if you is. don't use Facebook. They collect like, all your data and they cipher through it and they advertise what they think that you want to see or, and or hear on your microphones. Like, we could talk about coffee, right? We're talking about coffee right now. Phone, do you hear me talk about coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I had that shit happen. A while. I've, I was, what, what were we talking about? We are talking about some type of truck. It was Tacomas. We were talking about Tacomas. And we just we just kept saying Tacoma over and over again. And then that night, man, had like ads for Toyota Tacomas coming up all over my phone. I've never even searched Toyota Tacomas. Yeah. So they listen to you and the there's no privacy. Have you seen that Snowden movie? No. You haven't seen that Snowden on Netflix? No. <laughs> Am I going home? Go home and watch Snowden. Okay. Oh my god. It would'll it'll freak you the fuck out. Cause In what way? Cause it it showed alright, so my camera right here, well my fucking on my laptop. Mm-hmm. Somebody if they're if they want to tap into that without even letting me know, they can tap into that oh, camera. Yeah. And it's constantly recording. Yeah. yeah. And it anybody can do that. Yep. Yeah. That's fucking terrifying. That's why I came to the conclusion that selling my nudes is not so bad after all. I mean, it's it's not a it's not a bad line of thinking cuz if it's already if people can already see it. Yeah. If they can already tap into my shit and control my life, then I'm good with selling nudes. <laughs> if these people want to see me all fucking naked and hairy, more power to them. Yeah. All right. Go 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 for okay, it. Go there's nuts. There's definitely an audience for that stuff though, like, there's a lot of guys. There's an audience for feet. I'm getting that too, actually. Are you getting the feet, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly enough. Ooh. <laughs> well, they're like, it's yeah, easy, really easy money, bro. Feet, <laughs> easy money. I don't charge it for the feet, but like, I should at this point. <laughs> uh, I thought about so I thought about starting an OnlyFans for the podcast, and then I, <laughs> I was only gonna have feet pictures of all of the guests. That so would be awesome. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was the funniest thing. But then then I realized maybe some people don't want their feet out there. But I was like, dude, it's your feet. You know? Yeah. Like who's getting who cares like, about your really feet? Really form for your feet. Like I would do it. I don't care. 
Yeah, just get your feet out there. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Podcast for feet. <laughs> it took me. I understand why guys like feet. I, I it, it took me a while of thinking and some meditation. I went up to a mountaintop, I you know, and I thought about it. Fucking sat down, did some ohms, and I and I figured it out. I know why, right? Because if you if you if I gotta get a little wrinkles? flexible here. No, not wrinkles. If you put your feet together like that, uh, it looks like a vagina. Uh, That's it. That is the only reason. Really? It doesn't even look that close to a vagina. It's just a shape. Yeah, it's the same shape. I mean, you're doing this right here, yeah, right? Uh, and if you have a like, if you have like a nice arch or something, yeah. maybe it's a little wider. Who well, knows? you know what? People like the oddest things. Yeah, and, and uh, they like very niche things. And <laughs> I bet you're getting some very niche people asking you some like very, very specific things. Yes, I had a guy like ask, wear a top hat or oh. something. Oh, I, it's more sexual. Like, I had a guy today ask me to talk about my sex experience while videoing cum coming out of my pussy. Yeah. That's a fetish. That's something. And there's JOI videos, which I had to research. Which JOI? Yeah. Jerk off something where you, like, tease In- them. Intensely? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I bet you they do anyways. But, um, every... <laughs> JY video, yeah. So you step them through, like you like slowly tease them. It's like a strip tease, and you're like, "Don't come yet, don't come." Ah, yet. okay. Yeah, and then there, I've had a lot of people. Most majority, of what I get is like dick ratings, where guys get to show off their dick, and I rate it topless or whatever. Like, look at this! Look at this! Look at it move! Yeah, for real. <laughs> I'm, I'm making a dance. What do you think? No, One out of ten. For real. That's <laughs> it. Really? People pay for that? Mm-hmm. Hey, shout out to those guys. Yeah. Fucking. I yeah. hope it's a ten. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. But <laughs> <laughs> you give critical reviews. <laughs> You're the New York Post of, I've never of given reviews. Ten out of ten. Yep. Really? Yeah. In fact, I'm like top ten percent on Google review too. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Hey. Killing it out I'll there, making this place sure you're too. you're one hundred percent fucking honest with those guys. I, that's what they're coming to you for. That's what I. That's what I do. That's the shit I spout. Is coming honesty. to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they tell me that. Oh my god. They tell me that, and I'm like, dude, I don't need to know this. It's like, like I know. I already know, bro. Yeah, you don't I'm have like, to tell me. Keep your fantasies to yourself. I don't need to know. Like seriously. Oh, uh, man. That's. It's a it's a wacky world that world of the of, of the OnlyFans. It's been really fun because I'm able to separate it from my real life. From real life. Yeah. We'll get back to that. I want to get into how you separate that, but first, the small bladder strikes again. Right. Yeah. <coughs> oh, that's it. So, gotta, gotta get the phlegm out. All right, we're back. Gotta gotta let people know. We're back, back. We're back, back. Okay. I'm sure I'll put I'll probably put an advertisement. In between there, if not, this is a pointless. Hey, speaking of advertising, go ahead. Hey, plug. Do I just plug it up right <laughs> now? Let's do this. If you want to add me on OF, my name on there is Brits Ritz Hime. B R I T Z R I T Z H I M E, which Hime stands for princess in Japanese. I don't know if you know that. So Brits Ritz princess, but Brits Ritz Hime. So, throwing it out there. It's open, available. You can see me sucking some cock. 
you know how it goes. Go do it. <laughs> get on it. All of you. If you if you listen to the daily time ticket, fucking Bugats. Support, support. Support, support local bro, bro content girl. creators. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Yeah, I actually know the only reason I got into the OF was because I met a girl here that I sold my old laptop to. Oh. And she is like top one person on OF. And so she's the one I wanted that got me into it. Um, we're thinking about doing like a topless baking collab. for Nice. Our, cool. Our That's badass. Yeah. What are you cooking? Gotta be something good. Big cake. Oh, so okay. One of the big things that I heard about OF, depending on your audience, again, it's all key to audience. Um, it's cake sitting. So basically, you cake bake a cake. Sitting? Yeah. So you bake a cake. Sit on it. Yep. And you sit on the cake naked. And I heard that gets you the most viewers, the most subscribes. You diabetic fucks. <laughs> <laughs> right, my pussy being a cake. <laughs> Chocolate cake or like regular tres leches? Tres leches. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> I know. They fill it out for you. Uh huh. Well, they 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 give you a suggestion. Honestly, yeah, people. Those the people on there just really, they want a itch to be scratched, and you're there to scratch it for them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the weirdest little kinky side notes, whatever. But a lot of what I've noticed is um, it's people, it's kind of weird, but it's been guys that know me on a low-key level in a way. Those were my first subscribers um, because they've had a crush on me. Ever since I've come out with an OF, a lot of guys that I've known. Um, I've always had a crush on you. Yep. I'm so happy you're doing this. Yep, pretty much. Yep. And they're I the know, first subs. I know one girl that's tr- trying to get into it. I don't know if she's still doing it or not. She was on the podcast before, but you might. She might be. Might be a good one. Be like, if I can have her reach out to you, be like, hey, well, how do you? That would be freaking get cool. Into this, you yeah, know? whatever. Like, I'm so new to it. I'm still trying to figure it out as I go. My friend is pretty much a senior, but she she started it in May of 2021 or something, and she's made 11 grand. Damn. Yeah, but then again, she's had a boob job. Um, she's got her her pussy operated on to look like a porn star pussy. What? She has nipple. That's piercings. a thing. Yeah, nipple piercing. She has a vagina piercing. She has, you know, a fake boob job. Like she is the ultimate perfect OnlyFans. You know, creator. Creator. Yeah. Would you ever get any of those augmentations done? No. 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 Not interested in that. Well, I think there's a. I think there's a market for the natural look. I and that's super funny because I've had a lot of people that are sub to her, sub to me, and they actually bring that up. Um, how they like how natural my my boobs look, or you know I don't look so augmented or fake, or I'm very natural looking. Um, which I thrive off of because this is the heaviest I've ever been my entire life, um, as far as weight goes. Mm-hmm. And so I've been really struggling with the whole chubby aspect, but so far I've had the most support from everybody, um, you know, stating like, wow, you look amazing. Wow. Even your chub is amazing. Like, don't worry about it. And it's made me feel like really good because I think I have some sort of boss body dysphoria. Smorphia. Of course everyone does. Right. Yeah. These days. Fuck and yeah. So, People that go to the gym, that's like the top thing that they have. Everybody has body dysmorphia. It's just a common thing that comes with working out. Yeah. Yeah. And so 
Um, I used to be when at my lowest when I was super depressed and all that jazz. I was at ninety pounds. I was a ninety pounds. I was a skeleton. Yeah. Wet. Yeah. So uh, compared to me visually from then till now, I love my body as it is now. Because I love the curves. I love the extra oomph. As I say, cushion for the pushing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I wouldn't give back. I don't know why. I just kind of come around to that. Learning to love your body is, is, is major. I think it comes back to knowing that you're a bad motherfucker. You know? <laughs> it's That's the It's so theme. hard to do, too, though. I'm right? a bad motherfucker. You're a bad motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> I love going to people, and then I, I say I say in my best Samuel L. Jackson voice, "You a bad motherfucker." That's right, you know. I give I give a little little slur to it, you know. Yeah. But I think so many people forget that they forget that they're bad motherfuckers. Yeah, they drown in the other problems that aren't their problems. Yeah, it, you people tend to want to have their fingers in things that they have no control over. And it becomes a more of a hindrance than anything because they're trying to help a situation that they can't help. It's it's yeah, it's just long gone. And yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have like a lot of long lasting friends. I should say like I don't have a big group of friends. Oh, I have okay. like you know like selective individuals that have like really stood out to me, as it should be. I don't know. I don't know how one... I think that's another hurdle about me is I don't know how one goes about making friends. <laughs> go up to him, talk to him. Yeah. What up, dude? Hey, what up? What's going on? This is me. This See, is what I'm, I'm about. A wallflower. Like, when I walk into a room, I'll just mind my own business and be a wallflower. You've heard the saying. It, it goes, um, I don't need 30 people. Give me three bad motherfuckers and I'll take over a country. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. You have three people that you know have your back and you have their back. That's all that matters, right? That's all you need. Yeah. My family is a lot of like that for me. Is That rock. Yeah. That support hasn't always been, but these past few years for sure. You just figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to get more back to kind of your philosophy of life. Yeah. How how you how you see the world when when you go through bad times when you go through good times just kind of how you go about in tackling certain situations mainly I'm more 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 centered towards like when things are going wrong people tend to they tend to fold a lot of people fold like when you're doing a heavy squat right when you come up your body folds because it's it's too much pressure and your body just gives up how how do you tackle I don't want to get into certain situations, but give it a more of a broad term of, of a of a tough situation. How do you approach these things? So you have to remember where I came from. And where I came from was having a weight on my back every day. Um, depression to the point where it was physically a weight on my back. Um, to the point where the motivation and the way I look at life that has helped me come to where I am now in a sense that once I realized that I could put my hands up and lift that rock off and be weightless um, because I choose to be has changed everything and they say like uh, you know your your mental illness is all in your head or whatever as funny as this sounds and not trying to disrespect anybody that was literally it for me was 
that switch in my brain um, to decide to choose other choices to think about, um, to choose how my emotions would come out that day and or behavioral too. Um, Before, one bad thing would happen to me and I would crumple. Like, it's not like you were saying, I don't fold. I broke apart dust. Um, It was very impactful to me and I couldn't handle a lot of extreme changes and or emotions. Um, They called me what you would say a manic depressive person uh, where you could go and have a wonderful five minutes and then one thing happens and it's catastrophic and you want to kill yourself. Um, I have struggled with that for a very long time up until about two years ago. Really? Yeah, where I have I have extensively uh, done therapy for it. Um, and with therapy and with my own voice, like talking to you, uh, I noticed that when I talk to somebody and actually listen to myself instead of deny what I'm talking about, actually listen and feel it and be it um, has really turned around everything. Can you explain, just kind of kind of go further on that? Is What do you mean when you talk, be in what you say? So I feel like a, a lot of people disregard what they're talking about and or, you know, when you're talking to somebody, you don't really hear what you're saying. You're just saying it. So enable to hear yourself talk, especially through therapy, because that's what therapy is. You, you talk, right? You, you try to get through your issues. What I realized what therapy was for me was that I was able to talk and actually listen to myself, um, actually understand that what I'm feeling or saying or going through is valid, um, that I am important, and that, you know, I don't have a listening ear all the time, but I don't need one in order for myself to understand. But therapy has definitely, like, have therapy has brought that up. Therapy has sprouted the, the bean and has set this foundation for me to listen to myself. And with this, cur- this past relationship, this current relationship, um, one of the one things that I turned off indefinitely was my gut feeling. And Really? Yeah. It seems counterintuitive. Right? I think a lot of people are like, listen to your gut. Yeah, and that's the key. Um, but, you know, I had the person that I thought loved me and that I loved them. And they were telling me, don't listen to that gut feeling. Don't listen to that gut feeling. You know, after you're hearing years of that, you have nothing to do but turn off that gut feeling, right? Because you want to trust and believe in this person. Mm-hmm. So I left my gut feeling. Um, I ditched it. And then I realized that I needed some sort of help to move forward with the bottled up or crazy emotions going inside of me. And that's when I made the step forward to be like, therapy is not a bad thing. Therapy is not something to look down on. Therapy is there for you to listen to yourself, talk and hear and be there. And a lot of people, like, I'll go up to people in a group and start talking about myself. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm actually in therapy right now to help myself. And they look at me like, you know, like. This person's psychotic. Yeah. This person's going to the loony bin. Yeah. But in fact, I'm a, I'm a hero. I'm a survivor. I'm somebody that's going to the extra length to realize that I have mental issues that I want to fix or and or understand how to control or work or 
be my own individualistic behavior um, and learn how to use that. And so I'm very proud of myself from where I've come from. Um, So basically, with the therapy and with the building, um, and we're talking about a few years, um, I even had therapy when I was younger Mm -hmm. uh, because I've only known sexual abuse pretty much my entire life with a lot of men. (laughs) And so that's why another reason why I don't meet up with men on Tinder because I just have a really bad barrier with trust. I'm glad you trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna interject that right now. I'm glad. I'm glad I seem trustworthy enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest, I was kind of nervous about that thought, but I was like, no, there's no way because you confirmed that we'd be in public. You confirmed that it would be a place of safety, and so I just went, won it, and I actually ended up meeting you, which is not, yeah. That <laughs> nice thumbs happen. up, man. Yeah. <laughs> nice job. Yeah. So um, I wake up every day, and I basically choose for myself what kind of day I'm going to have today you know and typically these days it's I'm going to wake up and have a great attitude that's so true oh man the way you approach a day makes a a ton of difference yeah because I just remember being well the other part of it is that I fear I talk about this with my therapist I fear going back to that place uh where I came from in fact it's probably Besides being submerged in water in a car, that's my biggest fear. That's a big fear. Yeah. That's, um, that's, a, that's a very rational fear. My second fear would be going back to that dark place. And uh, I fight it every day. I do have fleeting thoughts of suicide every here and there. But, yeah, I know it seems like... That it seems very major, right? It does, and that's how I operate. And that's why I've reached out to find tools. In my tool belt. So, like, when I go through those major emotions, I can pull that tool out and be like, I got this. I got this. I don't need to, you know, exert my energy levels here or there. Um, I just need to remain neutral and remove the emotions from the logic. And that's how it's worked out for me. Um, Because I was going solely on emotions before. There was no logic. Um, That's why it's called manic depressive, because you don't, think about what you're going through you're just acting and feeling out what you're going through so enabling myself to be like okay well my emotions are one thing in this moment that i'm completely upset and manic it's my logic to the situation why are you behaving this way why are your emotions this way do they need to be this way is there a better approach to this so i just start questioning my own behaviors and that helped me open up an avenue where I could recognize these behaviors and be like, okay, you know, in this moment you're angry and you need to step away. Otherwise it's going to get out of control. And the only person that has ever made me feel very, 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 very like out of control anger is currently that person. Okay. Yeah. And that's why I, I'm deciding for myself, like how much longer can I go through this? How much longer can I subject myself to these emotions? Like, how much longer can I put up with being put in this position over and over and over? Because to me, having those feelings and emotions aren't worth it anymore. And that's where it's hardest for me to get over that hurdle is because this person has been in my life for so long. I'm used to it. It's like you're getting... You're comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've had... I had a, a very wise man 
by the name of oh, I'll say his stage name, the famous Juan Jose. Very, very, <laughs> very, very wise person. I come to him for for uh, advice all the time, right? And I was thinking about getting back with an ex one time, and he and I, I came to him about it because he's the he's the guy I come to, right? And he's, he's I'm always like I, I I trust his opinion, and I told him I, I gave him the whole backstory, and you know he sat back and he just just kind of sat down and he was thinking about it. And he goes, "Did." Do you really like this girl or do you do you miss being comfortable with this girl? Yeah. And that shit that made me think. I was like, damn, that dude, he hit it right on the nail. And then uh recently, have you ever heard of Jordan Peterson? Mm-mm. So Jordan Peterson, he's I don't want whatever. So Jordan Peterson, he's a he's a he's a he's a professor and he says people people are bags of flesh full of snakes. And we, we trust each other to know that you're going to do what you're going to do and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And we don't have to worry about where we come from because we're going to be cool with each other and we're not going to hurt each other. And then that's that's the that's the the pact that we've made as as two people um, being together. And you have this this unwritten pact between you. And then when something goes astray or, or you break up or you, you hate each other for, for no for whatever reason is that you start seeing these snakes pop out of this person out of this bag of flesh that you didn't you didn't know were there you did know were there but you didn't want to acknowledge them until they had to be acknowledged so that's that's really important that you bring that up because that's how i feel about this person um almost felt like it was like he would spring random crazy stuff like it was always there's always drama there's always always something going on um and i felt like i knew this person but as of three weeks ago another snake popped out you know Mm, what i'm saying yeah and so like it's never ending snakes and there's only so many times you want to be bit yep and so it's getting to that point where even though i put up with so many bites and i'm dying of this poison I'm still fighting <laughs> to survive. And um, and it sounds... See, this is where I start getting tripped out because I hear myself talk and I hear that I'm a survivor and then I hear that this person may not be entirely who they say they are, but, you know, it's a big mind trip or, you know, this person's a narcissist. That is hard for me to wrap my head around. But, like, when I talk about it and I hear Why is myself, it so hard to wrap... I don't know. ...head around... Oh, okay. Like, that's the whole battle here. Mm-hmm. It's like, I see and talk about this person, I realize who they are. But, like, this person puts me in this fog that's, like, that's not who I am. That's, you know, I'm a great person. I, I can take care of you. I love you. I miss you. But it's all just jumbled words that are a mess of fakeness. And words are words, man. That's what I, was, I tell them every words day. Words are words and I'm actions like, speak a lot louder. That's I tell them every day. Just hmm. words. It's just I miss you and I love you through text. No communication, no calling, no time for me, nothing else in between. I'm gonna quote the great the late great DMX in one of these cause he said I I pray I pray that I, I see I don't I don't pray that people aren't who they're gonna be. I pray that I can see how they are. Yeah. Because a snake's going to do what a snake's going to do, and a dog's going to do what a dog's going to do. I just hope I know I can differentiate between a snake and a dog. That's right, Because one's going to bite me, and one's going to be loyal. Yeah. 
That's it. Yeah. You can only pray for vision. Did I ever tell you that on the Snapchat filter, the dog, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know the Snapchat it Fucking ghosts appearing in all the time. Oh. You seen that when, like, the second dog no. appears? No? <laughs> no? Oh. No. Look those I just up. know that you can do, like, the stupid dog filter with the yeah. dog. Yeah. I always think I look the best in the dog filter because I feel like that's an epitome of who I am. I'm just a loyal, loving, loyal, honest person. Loyal AF. Yeah, for real, like too good, <laughs> too good for you. <laughs> and here's a here's a plug for the here's a plug for the for the OnlyFans with a great tongue. The great tongue. With a great tongue. If you if you want to go look at it, bam, OnlyFans, Brits Ritz, Hime, check it out. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'll shout you at the beginning of this. I'm pretty sure I'll do something for the the Instagram post too. But no, man, it's 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 hard. It's not easy. It's not a it's not an easy task knowing who you can lend a certain amount of of your time and your emotion and your trust. Those are three big things that some people take for granted that other too people too many. Take yeah, for too granted. many people take for granted. Yeah. And I I wish I wish I could say I was a patron saint of it, you know, but I'm guilty of it all of also doing it and I'm sure catching, I am too. catching myself later on going like, Man, fuck. Now I feel like an asshole. Now I feel like a piece of shit. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know. We can't fix that, right? We're humans. Yeah. We have very small attention spans, and we can only do so much. Yeah. Right. You can. You the the only thing you can do is live every day. Keep going. Wake up the next day and get back at it. So I actually have this tattoo on my rib cage um, of the lyrics from my favorite artist. She's a Canadian singer, singer named Lights. And she L-I-T-E-S? is... L-I-T-E-S? Yeah. Okay. And she has been the biggest inspiration of my life. But anyway, she has this song called Face Up. And the part of the lyrics that are tattooed on me says, the sun is always going to rise up. You got to get up. You got to keep your head up. And I got that tattooed because it has been a really big inspiration to me. And that's kind of how I operate. Um, the sun's gonna get up, you know, you gotta get up, gotta keep your head up, you gotta keep going. That's a peaks and valleys mentality, I think, is that there, there's, there, you may be in a valley, but a peak is always there. Yeah, there's, there's gonna be a peak. So she actually has this other song called Cactus in the Valley. Oh, <laughs> I'm just hitting it, dude. And it's a really good song too. Um, I love her music. You should check it out sometime. I follow, there, there's a few philosophies that I follow, um, so, on my phone, I have a I have a symbol that I real I I love this symbol, and I'm gonna get it tattooed sooner or later. It's that eye, that all-seeing eye. That's an Aztec symbol. It's that was what's in Great Gatsby, in a way. I haven't seen Great Gatsby, <laughs> so no, book? no. Oh, if you like that, you have to read. So it. that <laughs> that um, it's it's Olin. It's an Aztec power, word of power. It also means earthquake, but it means to move and act with great force. And it, it, I take it as every time you do something, you do it fully. Don't half-ass anything. And if you fully commit to everything, you're going to get the most out of that experience, whether it be work, whether it be school, whether it be a party, go camping. Be in that moment and act with full with your full intention to having to that that one thing, 
Where and and that's why it's so hard for me be having a phone because you you always want to get on your phone. You right? want to live in the moment. Yeah, and and this happened to me. We went. I went camping to Mackie a couple like no two weeks shit. ago, two three weeks ago. Cool. It was fun as fuck. Yeah, it was awesome. We had a great time. But uh, we were sitting around the fire, and I and I would find this spot where I would get just enough service where I would get you know I would get messages and stuff, and I would I would sit there, and then all my friends were like, dude. What are you doing? You know, we're out here. We're having a good time. Fucking forget about it. And it was, it, and it, it sucked because it felt like, I felt like I was that girl from Scott Pilgrim. I had that fucking chip right right in the, the neck of my, my brain. And it told you, go check that fucking message. Yeah. Go check that message. See if that person messaged you back. See what, what else there. Social media conquers reality. Yes. There's exactly. actually a book on that that I read too. It's called Life, the Movie, Social Media Conquering Reality. It's really incredible. I've read a lot of books. <laughs> I was going to say, what other books? I feel like there's a lot of books you want to you want to tell so, me about. So I mean, I do have a minor in literature. Really? Yeah, um, I love literature, and when I the racism lens as we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. there's a whole aspect on it, a whole whole. To kill thing. a mockingbird. Yeah, you can pull that apart too. I was gonna say, I feel like that's one that is it's pulled apart. Yeah, you can to yeah. the end and get into all the, like. There's a feminist lens. There's a colonization lens. There's uh, race and uh, racism and theory studies. And so basically, you study all of these different lenses and you pick apart literature. And you like you you've read Hamlet. We'll read Hamlet reading with these lenses, and it will freaking blow your mind. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot more involved in the whole... We're just reading surface level because we can read. Yeah. You have to remember, we're not born literate reading or writing. It's, it's a skill. Looking deeper into the message. It's that... that, that uh, You've seen those memes where it's it says, the author writes that the curtains were blue. Yeah. And then what it means, the curtains were blue. And then what an English teacher sees, it means that the depression of blank was... Yeah. And exactly. it goes so far into it. There's this... Uh, Lovely. <laughs> There's this Russian, I think it's a Russian artist, Chekhov, or some sort of European artist. I loved British literature. Um, mm. I loved out of the wor- out of America literature. American lit, I did not like that much. But uh, world lit. There's Chekhov, and basically Chekhov was an author that stated that if I put a gun above the mantle and talk about it, you best bet that gun is going to be used. So basically. It's like a symbol. oh okay like, yeah because and then in that if you bring a gun in the first scene that gun has to be used in the next exactly act or a, the a, next an scene. author just doesn't mention that for no reason mm-hmm. you know there's a meaning to everything and it could even be down to the little theories of why he took a left instead of a right what was on the left side and what does left sig- signify you know there's a purpose to everything. Um, including in literature, and that's what I love about it, is is finding how these artists, these literature poets, whatever else, and back in history and currently now, what they're writing is, is has a deeper meaning, and that's why they become famous, and that's why they go down in history, is because they implemented an idea or an important uh, lens that provides really great context. Mm-hmm more than surface level reading and i love studying that that's just a passion of mine it's fun i really liked philosophy always i was a fan of philosophy i don't not 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 in the in the building an argument sense 
more in just the way of looking at life sense and uh I, I, I just just to say about the like lenses of looking at life because with literature there's always a deeper meaning to everything and then you have to look past the surface value i think what philosophy uh, a lot of times offers is just ways of living your life instead of ways of looking at life yeah like uh you, you know what stoicism is you've heard of stoicism Yes, like kind of like a hero image, like you want to be a stoic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then there's there's they have quotes or just kind of stoic teachings that everybody lives by. And there's there's two that I, I love, and I, I have them written on my toolbox at work, and I have them written on my 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 headphones at work that I use. And one's amor fati, the love of your fate, because you have to love your fate because it's. It's, it's what's meant for you, and it's it's what you did. Whatever you, whatever steps you took prior, is the reason the things that are being handed to you are being handed to you. And then I also love, oh, dear, I can't I forget what it's called. It's uh, <laughs> something death, <laughs> something with death, and it it just means to be happy with death. It's embrace it. So that's one thing about my life that. Since being so close to death and death touching me in a way, um, I don't fear death. And it's kind of because it's inevitable. So why would I think about something and fear about it my whole life if it's just if it's going to happen? What do you think happens after death? I don't know. Um, I want to remain open minded. I don't want to give it an answer. Because there is uh, currently there is no answer. Yeah, I mean, we literally have no idea what happens afterwards. Yeah. And there's it's, no reason to wonder about it. The reason you need to wonder about it is what life you have been given momentarily. And I really hope what we do in life will impact afterlife. I hope that I, so I'm a huge, I'm an INJF personality, which is one of the rarest types of personalities, but they make great leadership people. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I strive for is the equality of women, um, especially because I've been through my own really bad harassment uh, from men my entire life just for being a woman. Oh, man. And then having an OnlyFans, too, and then going on Tinder well, and, and Snapchat, that shit's going to fucking skyrocket to a 10, dude. See, and that's that's the weird part about me, though, is I never thought I'd be able to handle that kind of situation but it's been the easiest in my life because, again, I'm able to, like, not make it important. Unfollow, unsubscribe, fucking yeah. block them. It's, yeah, it's like, easy as that. Like, either, like, you want to be here or you don't. And if you don't want to be here, I'm not going to listen. Like, I'm, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Because if I cared, I'd be pouring way too much energy into something that doesn't matter. And I think you would give your time to people that don't deserve your time where as it as it comes off that you just if if anything gives you the slightest rub in the wrong way you're just like all right dude whatever fuck it get out of here yeah and then just keep moving forward yeah because there is so many individuals on there that don't put me in weird positions that don't make me feel weird that actually have great conversation and are cool to get to know and uh yeah i just don't waste time on and I never was able, like, I was never that kind of person before. I'd hold on to everything. Mm-hmm. But no, not anymore. <laughs> Life has become so much easier. That's a superpower. Yeah. I think that's a superpower. Yeah. Being able to let go of those things. Well, I have just one more thing to let go when I'll be invincible. Just one more thing. And it's going to get soon. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I'll All be right. invincible. Brittany, we just did two hours. 
longest podcast ever. Thank you much for coming on. I yeah. had I had a blast. I'm very happy you yeah. I, I didn't give off too much of a creepy vibe for you to come down and the and and sit down and talk to me for He's a little bit. One of the bit. lucky ones. I am one of the lucky ones. So thank you for yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, the daily time ticket welcomes you very much. Uh, the fans, I'll, I'll let them know about all ways to reach you, where to where to reach out to you. Hell yeah, if but uh, yeah. I think on with your own words, I think I'd like to for you to let them know what you're. You're just a plug for all everything you do, and then just some some last words, you know, for for the people. What you want to let them let them let them know about some 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 things that have helped you out in life. Anything, the microphone's yours. Just let them know. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, thank you for letting me have this opportunity. It's been really cool. I've never been on a podcast before, but it's pretty cool. I can lie. The little studio with the little styrofoam wall things. I'm sure you guys can vision it. Noise canceling. Yeah. Noise canceling. What are they though? Styrofoam. It's. Sty- I think it is styrofoam. Yeah. <laughs> um. Other than that, uh, just be true to yourself, guys. Um. Don't don't waste time on people that don't want to be there through thick and thin in your life. And uh, the best thing to learn from this is be the best you. Wake up every day knowing that you can slay it, and you don't have to worry about anybody else saying stuff. Don't worry about it. You think it's right? Do it. If you think it's wrong, don't do it, you know? Everyone has their own morals, and I think you we all know what a decent human being means to us. So get out there, keep your head up, um, sun's going to rise up. <laughs> and uh, thanks for listening, and I look forward to, I mean, if you subscribe to my OF, cool. Look forward to working with you. Other than that, like, uh, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. All right, sweet. Brits Ritz, everybody. Thank Woo. you for coming on. All right. Uh, give me some skin as customary. Right. Love you, everybody. Mwah. <laughs>